everybody. All right. Yeah. Love it. Love it. We're in. Gabby Morgan's already watching with us. Hi, Gabby. How you doing? Oh, my goodness. I can't believe we are halfway through June. We are halfway through Pride Month. I know. It gets faster every year, right? <laughs> it does. This is literally our third Tuesday of the month already. It is flying. Um, and then next week, you're planning to join us, right? Because you've read the book um, yes. for our book club. Can't wait. It's a great book. It's a fabulous. It was one of the first books I was given to really kind of submerse me, I guess, in, in, in all of this. And I loved it. Absolutely loved it. So. Yeah, I'm very excited. Uh, you know, it's, I, I love to read and I love that we have so many members of our membership club who are just as passionate about what they're reading and wanting to talk about it and share it. It's just, you know, it's, it's my feminine heart squared. We just keep taking it to the next level and next level. That's right. That's fabulous. That is fabulous. No, I think it'll be a great conversation. It won't, you won't be able to help it. So, <laughs> yeah. well, we are, we are heading in. It is eight o'clock already. So I think I'm going to get us started and we're going to just start rolling. Um, so welcome everybody. It's trans Tuesday. As I always say, it's my favorite night of the week. I am Cassandra Storm, your host. My pronouns are she, her, hers. And tonight we are hosting life coach Liz Tattersall, who isn't just a guest, but she's also a club member. She joined our membership last fall, um, and we're going to be sharing so many details about what brought Liz to wanting to be a part of My Feminine Heart, what made her want to be a life coach and everything that is, is with that. Um, and you, this has really been an answer to a prayer because for so long, I have had club members talk to me about their struggle with relationships, their current relationships that they're having, whether it is, you know, involves coming out or not coming out, but their relationships with their romantic partners or romantic interests, their coworkers, their friends, their family. Um, I've had so many of our members request saying, I need help. I need dating advice help. I need to learn how to date again for the first time in decades and now as a trans woman. Um, so, you know, I have wanted to talk about relationships and bring somebody on who kind of has these relationship skills, um, everything that's involved with enhancing and making a relationship you already have better or creating a new relationship with somebody that you're interested in, whether it's a friendship or you know, a romantic relationship. And um, a very special one of our sisters uh, said, you need to give Liz a call. She's my sister and she is exactly who, have you, who you have been looking for. So um, I know we're gonna hit all this information tonight, but Liz, thank you so much for joining us this evening. And Cass, I can't thank you enough for this opportunity. Um, as you said, I uh, joined the group in the fall and it's been so great to, you know, even ever so briefly get to meet and get to know everybody in this wonderful community. And I was so delighted when you asked me if I'd come on to talk about what I do and, you know, how I can 
serve you know this community. So um, I'm delighted to be here. Thanks so much. Thank you. Well, and you know, so to everybody in our audience, as always, when we have a club, we have you know a guest on the screen. Um, you know, this is somebody who people pay for her services, and she's here tonight to share what she does and her knowledge and her tools for success for free as her gift to this a beautiful community. So take advantage. We're taking advantage of Coach Liz tonight. If you have questions, please put them in the chat. I'm going to check in the chat right now and see who we've got with us. Oh my gosh. And she made it after all. Hi, Miranda. She's joining oh. us tonight. <laughs> um, hi, Alaria Stanley is with us. Sabra Owen, Renee Mitchell, Rami Sargon. We have Erica Fremont, Stephanie Margaret Uber, um, Georgette Cornea. We have club members logging in with us from just around the globe. Thank you so much for joining. And we're just gonna jump right in. Liz, can you just, can you tell me a little bit about your background? What led you to being a coach? Well, uh, what led me to being a coach? Let's see, I guess I'm gonna start back at the beginning of you know being born into uh, a Navy family, as some of you know, because we've had some time together in my feminine heart to get to know each other. My dad was a submariner um, and I was born in Charleston, South Carolina, moved all over the United States, the UK, Rota, Spain. Um, and I met my first husband in Scotland and 10 years, three children later, I returned to the United States, got divorced, um, but then went to school to become a registered nurse. Um, and I then met my current and last husband almost 30 years ago. Um, most of my nursing career was spent um, as a community health nurse working with a medically underserved population in Southeastern Connecticut. Um, then my fourth child was born with spina bifida and his medical care was really involved and the demands forced me and, and the family really to consider a job that had more flexibility. So that led me to a career as a pharmaceutical sales rep. But uh, 20 years later into that, my son's medical demands necessitated my leaving the job and uh, to stay home and care for him. So when things settled down a bit, I realized that I was way too young to retire. So I began exploring what my true calling and passion were. Um, I had grown up surrounded by clergy in our family and a strong tie to my church. So looking at some kind of pastoral care had always been something that I had considered. Um, but taking my job experience and my life experience into account health and life coaching was the perfect fit. So here I am. I'm still caring for my growing family, um, seven grandchildren so far, and growing my coaching business as well. That's fantastic. And I love that you have such a diverse background and that it's, you know, the health side is personal to you. Um, Absolutely. How would you describe for anybody who's kind of new to working with a coach, what would you put in the parameters of like what a health coach does and what a life coach does, um, especially since we're going to be tapping into kind of the, the life side tonight. So that I know might be new to a lot of people. Absolutely. So um, 
when you take the word coach uh, in general, and speaking of either health coaching or life coaching, you're talking about a person who's a trained professional who specializes in behavior and habit change. Um, and you're um, a health coach or a life coach is empowering people as the experts in their own bodies, minds, and their circumstances to achieve their goals. So I do this by helping you identify the challenges and the blind spots that are preventing you from being the best version of you um, by helping you to tap into your own inner motivation. Um, and we create an individualized program that works for your unique either body if it's health coaching or your lifestyle. And so um, coaching provides, typically it's a system the support and accountability um, when you work together to achieve those goals. Um, I, I think, and my the clients that I've had, I think would say that the work is it's transformational, it's exciting, um, and I always hope that it stays fun. It should be fun as well. So what I love about this idea with being a life coach is, you know, if somebody is like, for example, struggling with mental health. Um, you know, depression or anxiety, they would say, okay, I need to go to a therapist and talk to somebody who's an expert in this area who can prescribe what I need. Um, and for you, somebody is saying, I know I need to achieve X or I want to achieve Y in my life, but I don't know how to do it. And so they come to you and you're like, okay, I'm going to be your accountability partner. These are the skills you're going to use. This is when we're going to check in, right? Exactly. So um, typically um, you know, the, my base program would be a 90 day program where we would meet one-on-one -on -one, um, weekly. And it, it always, almost always, not almost, it always starts with, you know, what is it that you, what are your goals? And very often people only have a general idea. You know, they, they think they know, but they haven't really narrowed it down. That is, that's work right in itself to figure that out. And then what is it that motivates you? You know, what, why do you want to do this? What, how do we make this, you know, how do we make you realize how important this is for you so that you'll, you know, you want to go forward with the work. And then again, it's, so it's each week, um, the, the client and I are deciding, you know, uncovering the next step. What are the challenges with that? How to move forward? And then, you know, so as a client, then you go off, you have your week where you're working on whatever that, those action steps are, the, the work that you need to do that week, and then you come back. We talk about, you know, what went well, what were the challenges with that? And then we continue to just get deeper and deeper until ultimately um, you've reached your goals. And again, um, it very often takes different turns. Um, as I, you know, when you look at my website and you look at a lot of the work that I've done, I, it's career coaching. But the number of times that career coaching has ended up going in a very different direction because all of the things in our lives are intertwined. Our relationships, which we're gonna talk about in our workshop in a couple of weeks, our career, our finances, our health, all of these things are tied together. And so 
when somebody says, you know, I'm a life coach, it's pulling in all of these things. And when somebody says they're a health coach, very often it's going to talk, you're, you're going to talk about your career. You're going to talk about your family and your relationships, communication, all of those things. So yeah, that, so again, that's what makes it fun and exciting too. You, you explore so many different areas. You know, and that's the neat part is, um, you know, I think for anybody out there who's tried to diet, you know, everybody knows it's hard to get started until you put like a financial commitment. Like I signed up for Weight Watchers. I joined a gym. I hired a health coach. And then it's all of a sudden you make that mental commitment where, and then you invest yourself. You're like, I'm not just talking about it. I'm not just thinking about it. I'm signing up. Then all of a sudden, I just feel like that life starts to change. So for anybody out there that's, you know, they're struggling with something with on the life side of things and health too, because you, you're also, you've also been a registered nurse and have worked so many years in pharmaceutical sales. Um, but, you know, since we're talking relationships tonight from a life coach standpoint, if there's anybody who's feeling lost and alone, they're struggling. They're not sure how to get past a certain point of whatever that wall is. Sometimes just reaching out to you breaks you through that wall and gets that foot on the gas pedal. Right. And one again, early on, one of the most important things is why? Yeah. Why do you want to do this? Yeah. And when you really find that motivating factor, why, why do I really want to do this? When that's important enough, then doing this work, and as you say, and investing in yourself, the time, um, then it's all worthwhile. And, and that's when you can realize, you know, whatever it is you want or need. Um, I like how you also said that sometimes people come to you and they don't have a clear idea of what they want yet, but they know they want change. They know something needs to change, but their goals are kind of general. Um, so you're able to kind of help people pull out, well, what is the change that you want and that you need to make? Exactly. You know, nobody simply signs up and says, I'm going to, you know, sign me up. I want to do uh, three months or six months with you of coaching. What is it that you, we have a, we have a conversation before anybody, you know, plans anything out. We, we have a conversation to uncover just those things. You know, what are you really, what are you really looking for? How can, how, do you think you and I are going to be compatible? Is this really going to work for us? And then we, you know, then we start to take those other steps. So, so you know, Liz, for anybody who's watching um, and they're like, this is great. She's a life coach. Why is she invested in the trans community? Why did she sign up for my feminine heart? Because you've been a club member for like, since the fall, what, like 10 months now, and you were on our wait list for months. I know you were eager to join. Yeah. What made, what makes you want to be here and to serve these ladies? Okay. So I have a great story for you. Stories are wonderful. So there are 10 years between me and the youngest uh, in my family, Martin, my little brother. And we were close growing up really only because I spent a great deal of time taking care of him. And the favorite part of my story is this, that although each of us in the family had a bicycle, when the little one arrived, the baby seat was put on my bike. So need I say more? Uh, we spent a great deal of time together. <laughs> but fast forward a little bit, um, when 
he was only 10, I moved on in my life. I, I left the house. Uh, we went, in, um, you know, we were on different timelines and I was, had left home. So we were in touch, you know, for the occasional family get together, um, but not very often. So fast forward now to about four years ago when I was introduced to my transgender sister, Miranda. Uh, it was a complete surprise for me that um, I am understanding more and more with time spent together with her and her family as part of my family. It's very, very special for me. Um, it's been an amazing journey. And joining my feminine heart, this community seemed to be a great way to spend time with my new sister and to get to know this wonderful community of women. So that's how I got here. <laughs> that's awesome. And for anybody who's wondering, we are talking about uh, Ms. Miranda Jones. Um, hi, Miranda, if you're still with us. And thank you so much for, for introducing Liz to my feminine heart and for um, sharing with me the amazing skills that she has to come forward and really open up and share her skills with the community. So Miranda, thank you. Um, and Liz, we're so excited to have you join us. So let's, uh, let's get down to business since we're here okay. to talk about relationships. How do we, how do we get started for improving our, our relationship skills? So, um, what, when I, when someone comes to me, you know, that that's kind of what they're interested in talking about it and that they know that there's, you know, that's the area that they want to work on. Um, we always start with um, kind of, again, uncovering what part of relationships do you feel you need to work in? Because it's really quite complicated, as we all know, right? So I don't know, Miranda, do you, oh, no, I'm sorry, Cass, do you have the uh, relationships wheel up? Because I, I do, be... I do. Here, I can share it right here. Okay, so see everybody, if everybody can see that. So if you can't read it, I'm going to go through it and explain a little bit about this. But again, this is a, this is a great tool to sort of see, you know, in what area of relationships, um, are, are you needing the work? Do you want to do the work? Um, uh, what is needing to be nourished? Um, and in one, one particular area, we're going to dive into a little bit deeper in a couple of weeks. Um, but first of all, I'm going to go around the wheel and I'll, I'll quickly go around the wheel and tell you what's on it. Um, and I can't see it from here, except I have it over here. So um, there's clarity, self-love, boundaries, trust, authenticity, communication, appreciation, shared pleasure, giving and receiving, and personal responsibility. So typically the way I would use this with um, someone is to, we, we talk about each of the spokes and, um, and I'm gonna go through them uh, in just a minute and tell you about each one of them, but I would ask the person to Kind of decide where they are on each spoke. So being towards the center of this wheel means that the area is an area that needs more work and more energy from you. Whereas if you feel that you've got it all together, you know, you are fully authentic, you, that's something you don't need to work on, then the, the 
dot or the mark goes to the outside. Obviously, in an ideal world, if we were all perfect, amazing people, our wheel would turn around, there'd be no bumps in the road, life would be wonderful. Nobody is going down a road without any bumps. So we all have dots all over this wheel, but that just gives you an idea of what you're thinking about as we go through. So the first spoke, um, as I said, is clarity. So are you clear on what it is you'd like to be experiencing in your specific relationships? And we're talking about, it could be romantic relationships, friend relationships, family, colleagues. Um, are you looking to improve your communication? Share more of your authentic self? Um, are you looking to find a romantic partner or, or spark the fire with your spouse again? So clarity is number one. Sort of, again, what do you really want? And what is it that you're longing for? What is your heart aching for? So the second spoke on that wheel is self-love. And again, this is what we're going to address a little bit deeper in a couple of weeks. Um, and you all know the adage that you have to love yourself before you can love others. Well, it's true. <laughs> um, so how do you view yourself independently without the influence of another? That's a really important question. We, very often, once we get into relationships, we see ourselves with someone alongside us. And so that's something that um, if that's an area that needs to be worked on, we're going to look at that really closely. Um, in what ways do you honor your own needs and take care of yourself now? Or do you not take care of yourself? Um, do you have a positive, loving self-talk? Or are you harsh and judgmental um, and mean to yourself? Do you have an inner dictator that lives inside of you that tells you what you can and cannot have or what's okay and is not okay to experience or even long for? Um, are you creating regular time for self-care? And are you self-sacrificing or self-loving? So again, these are things that we'll talk about a little bit more, but um, this is, you know, self-love is an important thing. You know what, Liz, can we do something for our crew to interact at home? I was thinking since they don't have a circle, if they have a pen or pencil, mm -hmm. maybe put down a number one to five as we talk about it and see where are you? Would that That's, work? That sounds great. So okay. like you could, so anybody at home, you know, you can like write it down and then it'll be interesting at the end, you know, write down clarity. And I would say like five, five star, you're solid. One, it needs work. Three, you're kind of neutral. And then so like as Liz is sharing, um, you know, these things ac across the wheel, you know, you can kind of assess for yourself by the time we get through, where, where am I on my deep and meaningful relationship scale? Right. And, and again, what you'll see is there are very often you're going to find two or three areas that are that are really obvious to you and really calling to be to be nourished to be you know looked at in a deeper way um, and so that's why this works really well to sort of be able to visualize it yeah so and so and um, I just wanted to give our screen a break from the, the slide and coming back you know what I would love to see is I'd love to see in our chat how do you feel for anybody who's comfortable typing in a comment? Um, 
write the word and write the number. So if anybody is listening to Clarity, I'd love to see where our audience is. You know, can you do Clarity dash four or Clarity dash two? Um, you know, self-love dash one or self-love dash five, like wherever you are, let's start seeing this fill up our Facebook feed. That way we can kind of give feedback um, as we're going. So yeah, this is, thank you so much. I'm so excited that we have this beautiful visual aid um, for these gals to take advantage of tonight. Cause I know you're gonna come back in a couple of weeks and you're gonna do a, a private workshop that takes us to the, like the, the nth level um, <laughs> for the gals. Um, so this is a way that, you know, our wider audience, everybody for free, they can take advantage tonight. So let's start seeing, I know we have a delay in the Facebook. Let's start seeing those numbers, everybody. I'm gonna bring the screen back for you. Here we go. Got the screen back. There we are. There's our wheel. Okay. Shall I take off again? <laughs> Shall yeah, we roll go this for on it. Down, ease on down the road? Yeah, okay. I'm going to keep cutting back in because I can't ever stop chatting. I love it. No, that's awesome. That's all. That's it. It's probably good that we're communicating. Up, it's probably good we're coming up to boundaries. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's where we are next. This is a biggie, a real biggie. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so this is where you, you know, we're going to take a look and you need to ask yourself, you know, are you aware of what you need to have in place to thrive? And it's really important because many people experience guilt, shame, resentment, despair, helplessness, hopelessness, anxiety, worry, all these negative words because they've allowed themselves to be doormatted for too long. So when we allow others to continually trespass our boundaries, then it's a self-betrayal and it's a violation of self. So it's really interesting to notice, have you created, honored, um, and protected your boundaries in the past? Um, do you know, you know, if you created them, do you know what they are, but you still continuously allow them to be defied? And, you know, these things happen and we do periodically, but we're, you know, think about, is this happening often? Do you experience resistance internally or externally when you're expressing the boundary to another? Um, because as you know, and, and we, all, we all have all these answers inside of us, um, boundaries are a sign of self-respect, but it's a sign of respecting others as well. Um, and we're teaching others how to love us when we give them boundaries. Um, you're saying, this is what's okay with me and this is what's not. So there's a place in relationships where you may be craving to say no and don't feel that you have permission to. Um, but, you know, see, is there a place in your relationships where you're craving to say yes and you haven't yet given yourself permission? So even boundaries, they're not just about putting up a perimeter or a protection or a no to let stuff or not let stuff get in, but they're also about taking down armor. And so we get to discern what are we saying no to? What are we saying yes to? And how does that relate to how we love? So again, boundaries are huge um, and an area that you can spend a great deal of time in. You know, Liz, I'd like to know, and I wanna know how everybody feels about boundaries at home. Do y'all feel like you have a good sense of boundaries? Because I feel like I've, I grew up watching Oprah and I 
did not know the word boundary as being so in, you know, part of much a part of our culture now. Mm-hmm. I like, I feel like this sense of boundary is much more prevalent now than it was, you know, 20, 30 plus years ago, or am I wrong? Well, I think it, there's an awareness of it. Absolutely. There, and, you know, we're, we're talking about it now. And, um, and, you know, I think it, it has to do with, because we have the social media that we have, you know, boundaries were very clear when we were face to face and in person. And it's much harder now. You know, we are interacting this way. Look at us. We're not all in a, in a big room together. We're all over the world right now, right? Talking with each other. But we're also, we're forming relationships this way. We're dating online now. We're, and so again, it's a whole new way of looking at it. And so it's a good thing that we're talking about it because it is really important. Um, it's important that one-on-one, when, we're, when we have relationships with people already that need to be um, improved, worked on, but it's also an important way for us to learn how to put ourselves out there and be out in the world. Yeah, and I think that using social media as we do now, there is such a breakdown of professional boundaries. And you know, for anybody who would look at like, you know, a Hollywood actor or a pro athlete, the general public would never have had access to celebrities of that stature before. But now you can literally message them on Twitter um, or DM them on Instagram and very likely get a get a response. In fact, um, you know, so the mystique is kind of gone. Um, And I was kind of wondering, you know, I'm, I'm glad that we're bringing this up because so many of our members had reached out to me and were wondering we had an incident um, with a former club member uh, that is not at all representative of our membership or um, you know, the, the trans community or the trans femme community, uh, but it actually was not an isolated incident. There have been a, a, a few other issues with others. So for anybody who's wondering, um, I had you know, sent a message out to our members saying, please respect the professional boundaries of the guests on our show. Um, because so many guests come on our show and Liz, I know you're on you know, Facebook to grow your business and you're a part of our community there. Um, but so many guests come on as a representative of their business and they do not open themselves up to saying, um, I'm looking to create social friendships online. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, yeah, not that they're not wonderful people or kind people, but, you know, usually step one is I'm here talking about my business just as though you were coming into my store, but it's not, it feels more personal because it's over the, you know, you're in my home, I'm in your home. You know, this isn't like, you know, 10 AM, I walk into somebody's storefront. And so we did have an issue with one person in particular, but, you know, then opened our eyes to a few other incidences where um, somebody felt that because they had access to guests on our show, the professional women who've been coming on the show, uh, talking about their businesses and the services they provide, that they got to have full access to them every single day, demanding um, a tremendous amount of personal attention via email, via Instagram, calling the businesses on the phone and talking for an hour after the business closed. 
um, and, you know, to a level of, of harassment. So for anybody, cause I did have people message me, they're like, am I the person you're talking about? No, if you <laughs> message me, you, you are, you are not, but I love that they wondered about that. Um, you know, did I cross a boundary? Because I said, you know, please be respectful of boundaries. And I think one of the issues that I see in relationships with, um, you know, some of our members that, that talk to me, they're like, I want to create a new relationship. It's hard to know how do I approach somebody new as a friend or as a romantic interest? Um, how do I approach them, you know, with respect to any boundaries they may have? You know, because just because somebody uh, is walking down the street, they may not want to have a conversation or they're sitting in a restaurant, they may not want to be approached. So, um, you know, I think it's always, you know, we've lost a sense of boundary being on Zoom and Facebook Live and social media. There's this incredible personal connection that I don't think our culture and society has caught up with yet. Um, so, you know, for me, I think a lot of times um, I can get turned off if I feel somebody has crossed an inappropriate boundary with me in any kind of way. Mm -hmm. You know, if I get cut off in my car, I definitely don't like that person. <laughs> but you know, um, there are so many times when there's a social contract when we're out interacting in society. We're at the grocery store, we're at a restaurant, we're walking our dogs down the street. Um, you know, so when somebody behaves inappropriately, it kind of it makes you put up a, a quick wall and like a quick you know red flag. So what I would love is to be able to help people understand how can I approach respectfully and start a conversation. Mm -hmm. How can I approach and, and, you know, and share a hobby without that person feeling like I'm hitting on them or coming on to them. So these are like mm -hmm. soft skills that I'm so excited for you to help us understand what is a soft way to approach somebody that's appropriate and respectful that isn't going to turn them off, mm -hmm. whether it's a coworker or a romantic interest or somebody you want to be friends with. Cause we all know how hard it is to make new friends, the older we get. Right, right. Yeah. You know, you're out of school, you lose that automatic social interaction. And so many people work from home, they're even more isolated. You know, they don't have the friendships with coworkers either. Right, so, right. I, I think it actually kind of leads really well into, you know, the next spoke of trust. And, you know, and I'll to answer you directly that, you know, some of trust is that. Do you trust your internal knowing guide um, to make the best choice to move forward? And so this is where, you know, I, I very often say, and again, this is another cliche of, you know, trust your gut, but it does tell you. And so when you're launching into, you know, this, a new, a new relationship, a new reaching out or, you know, just a, a new interaction and a new setting, a new way to interact with someone, um, you know, my recommendation is always to sort of step back for a minute and, and feel it, you know, your, your body will tell you, your stomach will kind of tell you, your gut will tell you there is, we each have an inner, we have a GPS, an inner guidance system, and it does tell us what's okay and what's not if we stop and listen to it. And so I think that's kind of, you know, a, a big piece of advice that I give a lot is, you know, take the time to slow down, you know, and that fits into 
where we are because we have ways to reach out and contact people so quickly and so easily, things tend to happen fast. And we think that that's okay. You know, well, we, and we're Americans and we do everything fast here at least. Stop, slow down, breathe and feel what's right. Um, and talk to someone you trust yeah. and get feedback as well. That's another tool. Um, I, you know what, I have done that so much and I, you know, um, and I'll give the shout out to Lindsay tab because I, re, you know, all y'all know that we just love each other. Um, Lindsay's a, you know, a big part of my feminine heart. She has her own style membership. And there have been times when like I get an email and I get upset or I don't know how to respond. Um, and, and I'll, I'll call her and be like, what do you think I should do? And you know, her comment is always slow down until you're responding and you're not reacting. Right. And there's times when I'll be like, Hey, what do you think of this email? And she'll be like, it's awful. You're reacting. You're not responding. She's so, you know, sometimes it takes a week, <laughs> you know, but so many people respond so quickly with an instant emotion and regret it later. That if Absolutely. you allow yourself to come down, I love this. I love this Absolutely. whole, Absolutely. you know, a few years ago, speaking of trust, um, I did a new year's resolution where I decided I was going to follow every gut instinct. You know, mm -hmm. if my gut was don't put the glass there on the table, put it here. Cause it'll spill. I moved the glass. If I was driving my car to a destination and my thought was don't go down this road, go down this other road without thinking twice. I went down that other road and it was like the most magical year of my life. I followed my gut minutely every time. And anytime I didn't listen to it, um, because I became so aware of when I wasn't trusting myself and I wasn't listening to my gut, that's when the glass would spill. That's when I would run into constriction. <laughs> so I love that you have this way of helping us tie into our trust. If anybody out there is feeling lost or they feel like they, they can't trust themselves anymore, this is, this is something that you talk about. Yeah, absolutely. And sometimes it's as simple as when you take that step back Put it into a, a yes or no question and ask yourself the question, am, am I moving forward in, in the right direction? Yes or no. Not maybe a little, only if I do this, do it that way. No, no. Yes or no. You'll know. So like maybe if somebody has a toxic relationship with someone, mm -hmm. like a toxic friend or family member, you know, it's, am I in a toxic relationship, is this person toxic? Mm -hmm. Yes or no? Not, well, kind of, but I can excuse this or I can excuse that or I can. Right, right. You, should, I, should I leave this relationship? Yes or no? And when you say yes, does your stomach crunch up? Then maybe it's something you're gonna work on. If when you say, you know, I'm gonna leave this and you feel good about it, no. Go with your gut. Go ahead. Go with your gut. Um, yeah. That's beautiful. Oh. All right. I'll, I'll bring our wheel back up. <laughs> okay. Yeah. There we go. So I think, you know, I think we covered, you know, trust. Uh, but I also want to, you know, add because part of, you know, on this, um, on the wheel, you're also looking at, are you, do you trust yourself? Are you keeping your word to yourself? Because that's really important as well. Do you make promises to yourself and keep them? Um, and then well, it goes back. I bet you help people with that with accountability. 
Well, absolutely. That's, you know, that's huge. Um, and it's accountability without judgment too, though, because sometimes we make a promise to ourselves. We can't keep it for some reason and beat ourselves up. So there's always that element of, you know, looking at it carefully without judgment, being curious about why I couldn't keep the promise and moving forward then to figure that out. And um, again, it makes some progress again. So um, are you trusting people too easily? Um, are you skeptical or slow to trust? Um, do you trust other people too much? And that again is going back to the boundaries. So as in all of this, it's all inter interwoven. So, so for next, our, our audience at home, one to five with trust, are you good on trust or do you struggle with trust? One's a struggle, five is a superpower. Let's see it in the chat, everybody. <laughs> okay, so next on the spoke, what do we have? Well, we're next on the spoke, yep. we have authenticity. So this, especially for this group, I think, you know, is, is a whole nother workshop we could do. Um, you know, do you feel that you can be fully yourself and still be loved? Um, it's really a biggie um, with so many clients that I've worked with, um, you know, people feeling like if you knew the real me, you wouldn't love me, right? Um, and that's where we get confused. Uh, do you feel that you can be completely honest about your thoughts and feelings without losing love and connection with other people who are perhaps close to us? Um, do you feel you have to hide or shut down or contort a part of yourself in an effort to belong? Um, and if you feel you have to hide or shut down a part of yourself, where, if at all, do you feel you can be completely honest about yourself and still be loved? So authenticity is, um, again, a, a really important part of all of this in for yourself and for relationships with others. Um, communication. Of course, communication usually is at the top of a wheel and, and considered to be, you know, perhaps the axle through the wheel. It is really important, though. Um, but uh, in our work, we tend to do a lot of are you aware of how you prefer to solve uh, conflict when it arises? Uh, do you tend to speak your truth in conversations or do you hold back a little bit and even belittle what is true for you? Um, do you require uh, feedback and affirmations to thrive um, or, or do you, are you the type who tends to clam up and not communicate at all? You know, as you know, communication is about the exchange between people. It's what's being transmitted and sent out, but it's also what's being received. And so there, we have to, in relationships, look at both parts of that. Um, and we find often that there's a missed connection or a misunderstanding, which then usually leads to a break in trust. So we're back to another spoke on the wheel. Um, and that often can then lead to a break in the relationship. Well, they're um, all like, they are, they're all interwoven. Um, so, it, you know, everybody out there that's watching, tell me how you feel about communication. Do you struggle at a one? Do you feel good about your communication, understanding what you need and what you what you like to project as a five? Um, we got feedback on trust. So it's interesting. We have somebody who 
Um, I won't say their names for their, their privacy, even though they're sharing on Facebook, but so we have a trust that's a three and we have a really interesting answer. Trust of others, one. Trust of myself, four to five. Okay. So what do you think when you hear that? I trust myself, but I don't trust others. That's pretty, you know, that typically is, you know, how a, a strong person sees themselves, right? I know, I know myself, but perhaps because of a past trauma or, um, or a belief that they've grown up with about themselves, that trusting other people is harder. And so that's something that very often, if, if I were to be working with somebody we would look really closely at that and say, you know, kind of where, where's that coming from? And, you know, what, what's your belief even about yourself and then maybe of others, of, of a particular person or, you know, particular, very often parents um, that has kind of developed, you know, had that um, develop. So, you know, um, and so what's so interesting with um, the way this is all woven, we're getting feedback on, on this authenticity too, you know, and, and this group, boy, is authenticity big. Mm -hmm. um, and I know that I even got an email from a member today saying how, um, and again, anybody who, who sends me emails, sometimes, so many times I'm able to read them, but I can't respond right away. You know, I'm like walking my dog and I check my email or, you know, I'm at a stoplight and I check my email, but I, I can't properly respond. So, um, but, you know, I got an email from a member saying, um, that it seems like so many other people in my feminine heart are, are out and they're transitioned and they've, they've crossed the bridge. Um, and, you know, and this person is sharing that they're, that they struggle, um, you know, with um, having struggled with authenticity their whole life. Mm -hmm. And we have another member who is sharing that, um, who I know has transitioned um, and, you know, she, she, she lives her authentic life as we see it, you know, from the outside, looking at her, we think, okay, you're there, you've done it. You're out, you're good. Um, and she doesn't have herself at a five. She has herself at a four. And I think that's, that's how we see the world, right? We see everybody else at like fives and right. we're the only people that are, that are struggling or we're, you know, we're the imperfect ones. Right. Almost no, again, I, I talked about, we're all bumpy wheels. You know, when you, you look at these wheels, <laughs> we'd all love to have a perfectly smooth ride. Life is, life is bumpy and it, and it is, but that, that authenticity is something that I think is, um, it, it's such a deep part of us. And it's, I believe it is um, at the core of, our life's journey, you know, because what is being authentic? It's, it's truly loving yourself, truly being there for yourself and then for others. It's so, it's so complicated. It's so involved and it's, it's part of relationships. It's part of, you know, absolutely everything. So, um, yeah, it's a huge area, a lot of work. <laughs> Well, and the same gal who said she was a four says authenticity is a thousand percent better since transition. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. 
Oh, you know what I love? And you know, um, your sister, Miranda, we are not all as out as we may appear to be, um, you know, here, I think in my feminine heart. So, yeah. And that's, you know, I always try to find to ground people because I have so many superstars that come on this show. Miranda is one of them. Um, but you know, we just had Gabrielle Claiborne, we've had Brie Fram. And when I talk to them about the conversation I want to have in our interview, um, what I tell them is people see you and they just have you, you're at a five and everything you are at the pedestal. Um, let's remind them that you weren't always where they think you are, and you may not even feel you're at where they think that you are. Um, so I think this is this is so much of reminding each other that we're all human beings and we're all just trying to 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 get better and get by. Absolutely. Life is a journey that we're all on, and every day is a new day. Um, and you know, getting back to what we're talking about here and, you know, this is, co- you know, what, what is coaching and that sort of thing. Coaches are people working on their journeys. I, I have a coach. I'm a coach with a coach. All coaches have coaches. We're all, we're all growing and learning and changing. And, but that's the fun of life. And, the, and that's the exciting part to grow and to change and to look at these things closely, you know, and that this, you know, you talk about this all authenticity and to really go deeply with that, you know, for yourself um, is a beautiful thing to really, you know, get to know who you really are and feel true to that and love yourself and, and all of that. That's, that's what our journey is for. That's what our journey is for. So, all right. So let me bring your wheel back. <laughs> which, I love this. Which again, and I know you didn't do any homework with this cast, but you're leading beautifully into, you know, the next one would be appreciation, which is kind of what we've been talking about, appreciating this journey and what we've been doing. Um, but also, um, are you appreciated by pe- the people in your life? Um, most of us are we are desperate to be seen and heard and acknowledged for all the things that we do that nobody gets, right? This is again, back to the authenticity. Um, especially when we're trying our best. So um, are you, do you appreciate yourself enough though? Are you really hard on yourself? Um, Do you give appreciation? Um, Do you feel appreciation for others? Often when we are so immersed in our own journey, are we recognizing that there are others around us who still need to be appreciated? So how often are you expressing your appreciation? Um, it creates um, a generosity in emotional bank accounts. When you give appreciation, you know, um, always in my work, there's a, a point in my program, no matter what kind of work I'm doing, where I say to people this week, you are to every single day, tell at least one person, someone who you're not close to actually, it's supposed to be, I, I always say somebody at the bank, gas station, something that you appreciate about them. Watch them light up. And trust me, when they light up, you'll light up as well. It's awesome. It's amazing. Um, But it's also amazing how in our culture, we don't appreciate each other very much, I think. Um, So this is one about, um, I think you need to, I hope we will all work to develop a habit of generous seeing, Um, appreciation for both ourselves and for others. 
I am, I am so with you there. That is, it's one of my favorite things. I always make a point when I'm shopping, when I'm running errands, I'm in a restaurant, I make a personal connection and treat the person who's serving me like a human being. And I have a young person in my life who I met a few years ago and we were out shopping, you know, in downtown York and every shop I go into, I, I know the owner because those are the shops I go to when I get to know the owner and I say hi to them. And, um, and she, you know, she was just blown away. She's like, I can't get over the way you speak to people. And I'm like, all I'm being is kind. I'm not being in, you know, I'm not, you know, being personal, but it's just, Hey, how's your day going? Um, and what, you know, is commonplace for me was such a shock for her. And that's because it's so unique in our society. It's such, it's the easiest thing. How are you? A check-in. Hey, you have a, you have a beautiful store here. Thanks for filling up my coffee before I even asked. That was so sweet. (laughs) You know, it's so, it's so easy. (laughs) It is. And again, it, it feeds both. It feeds both the giver and the receiver. Um, It's wonderful. It's wonderful. So, um, so we have next on the wheel is shared pleasure, which is a really important part of relationships. So, you know, you have to look at, do you have mutually pleasurable experience with the people that you're close to? Um, and are you, a, you know, think about what this would look or feel like. Um, and a few examples of shared pleasure for an intimate relationship include, but aren't limited to things like quality time together, physical touch, right? Um, but for the relationships that we have that aren't intimate, it could be um, an attitude of play, uh, sharing goals, uh, trying new things for the first time together, um, and an openness to be your authentic self. Um, laughing, you know, conversation, shared time, um, just having fun together. Um, and again, now the next spoke of the wheel, very similar to what we've been talking about is giving and receiving. Do you, um, do you have a cycle of both giving and receiving in your life? Um, very often we're taught that it's better to give than to receive and that if you are a receiver, you're greedy. But um, it's really all part of the same cycle. If nobody's giving, then there are no uh, receivers, right? <laughs> so um, receiving, you also have to consider is a contribution to the giver. You're allowing somebody to give you a gift. So, you know, we look at in relationships, uh, do you have a cycle that's both giving and receiving in your life and where are the scales out of balance? Because when they are out of balance, it starts to fa- fracture a relationship if both people aren't giving. Um, and it doesn't mean that they're always giving at the same time, but there needs to be a balance. And sometimes where we can see this is if you tend to be um, giving everything at work, then when you go home, are you so spent that you don't have anything left? And then the people at home aren't getting anything from you. So you have to, you know, that's sometimes some of the work that we do that you have to look at, you know, where is the giving and the receiving happening? Um, But, you know, one of my favorite um, things with that, I don't, do you ever talk about how to fill your cup, filling the cup. Absolutely. That's, we're, we're, that's part of the self-love. Yeah, we got all that. Yep. 
I have um I have a a friend who when I met her a few years ago she was she was really struggling and she was working with another coach and the coach was like you know you need to fill your cup and I had no idea what she was talking about and she was like I'm so drained all the time because all I do is give to others and I don't replenish it um so you know like we and you know we were working out together we were workout buddies and she was like I can't work out with you tomorrow. And I was like, no, like, this is good for you. You need to work out. You need to have that, you know, private time for yourself. And she said, it's okay. I have PTA that night and mom stuff fills my cup. Right. Right. So she knew, okay, working out fills my cup, but I can't work out, but I can do PTA, but it wasn't a draining situation for her. It was something she looked forward to that she really loved. So she was still getting rejuvenated. And that mindset completely like opened my eyes to, okay, what in my life drains and what in my life replenishes? Because if my cup is empty, I have nothing left to give. Right. Right. Yeah. I I do a lot of work with, you know, just that in different areas of, you know, where are the things that fulfill you and fill you up? Um, but in relationships, though, there's also that, you know, giving to each other. And that's where that appreciation of each other. Um, and it can be at work with colleagues, you know, that employees and even obviously boss to employees, you know, appreciating each other and not one only giving or one only receiving makes a huge difference. And then in our intimate relationships, of course, it's, it's important. So um, it is an important spoke on that wheel. Um, To me, I hear conversation too. One of the things I see that I feel I, I witness as a fail when I see somebody who's struggling to create a conversation with someone new, whether it's a romantic person or a friend I will notice the conversation is all one person and there isn't that balance, that giving and receiving of conversation balance. Mm -hmm. And nobody wants to be the person just spoken at. Right, right, yeah. That, yeah, taking the time uh, and and listening and then, and then sharing, yeah. And, you know, that, that, that all comes under that communication bubble too, where there are all kinds of ways to do that. And when there is conflict, the, you know, and, and I know that most of you have probably tried this in with your families too, where you each literally, you can set a timer. And I, you know, I've recommended that where if you're having a conflict in a relationship with your partner or spouse, even to say, we're going to hash this out. We're going to each get 10 minutes at a time. And the rules are, there's no interrupting. I get 10 minutes. Then you get 10 minutes. Then I get 10 minutes. And that way they're, you're, you're forced to listen <laughs> to, um, but that again, whole nother area that, you know, it takes, it takes a lot of work. It, it's, it's something that we all want to be better at, I think. Um, I, I feel that that's part of the good in humanity that most of us want to be better at that. Um, and it's work that can be done. So, um, and this again, oh, go ahead, Cass. Oh, no, 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 go, go ahead, go ahead. I was gonna say, it, it leads into our last spoke, which is personal responsibility. Yeah, so what I was gonna say to you was, um, 
the conversation happening in our Facebook chat is fabulous. And I feel like I can't do it justice reading it out here, but they're all now answering and coaching each other. So I encourage anyone out there who does not follow My Feminine Heart on Facebook and you're enjoying this conversation because we have, you know, we have club members and audience around the world uh, who listen and watch our podcast. So if you listen and you're not, you know, you're not following us on Facebook, follow us because this is the only place you get to see this conversation and it's fabulous. Everybody is sharing where they feel um, on different spokes of the wheel. Um, they're talking about self-love. Um, you know, thank you everyone so much. This is this is just phenomenal to see this feedback. And I'm so excited because I feel like they're invested now. <laughs> so um, because I know you've got homework for next time. I'll let you finish your okay. wheel, but you're okay. coming back. <laughs> okay, right. That's right. <laughs> everyone will have homework. Yeah. All <laughs> so right. It's not hard. It'll Let me fun. bring your, your wheel right back. There we go. Last one. Okay. And so the last one, which is super, super important is personal responsibility. Um, and this category is imperative really in any kind of relationship. And it is really as simple as taking responsibility for your own experience, your own happiness and your own fulfillment. Um, because how often are we blaming others for us not being happy? Or where are we trying to outsource our happiness? That's a whole other topic of conversation. Um, meaning, you know, let's put the responsibility on somebody else or somebody or something else that's external. Um, that's probably not going to be the best option. So where do you feel that you're taking ownership for your experience? Um, and how would you like it to be different moving forward? So that, you know, again, all of these things, every single one of these folks goes together. Um, I, I haven't been actually seeing the chat to know exactly how this, um, how it's looking, but. I have, I have one comment I'd like to respond to. It's somebody new um, and I've been seeing her you know, say she's here for the first time and she was having a trouble with the Facebook feed and she's been able to comment, follow along. And she said, you know, so Louise, um, she says giving for, but sometimes I resent giving. I've been living stealth for 40 plus years, but I sometimes feel I'm not receiving as a woman. I know I'm terrible. You are not terrible, first of all. No, 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 no. We, we're so happy you're here. We love that you're here. Um, you know, thank you for, for sharing that feeling with us. But, you know, wanting to receive as your authentic self, that doesn't make you terrible. I just, I had, there's so much happening. I just wanted to make sure that I, um, you know, that I, that I got to her. So please don't, I hope you don't feel that way at all. You have every right to receive as your authentic self, as another beautiful person walking this planet. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So Liz, thank you so much. If anybody else has any, um, you know, questions or anything, um, you know, please feel free to put it in. We, Liz is going to be coming back and I'm so excited for that. So, um, Liz, you're going to come back in two weeks for what we call our signature series, which is a private workshop for our club members. So you're going to be in a zoom with all of our club members who've signed a model release. They'll be able to join you because it will be recorded and shared later on our site. Um, only those who are club members will be able to watch it. Um, but 
our uh, wider audience can all listen. They can all listen to it as a podcast. Uh, but I'm so excited because it's going to really be, it's, it's like a workshop seminar. It's not you and I talking and everybody listening. It's, it's working with the crew and you call it how to love yourself again or for the first time. I feel like that's a mic drop right there. Just the title alone. <laughs> so can you tell us what to expect with something like that? Sure. Sure. So of course, as you again, as you know, we need to be sure that we're loving ourselves first before we spread all that love around. And why is it important? Because you are the one that you've been looking for all this time. You are the best person to be your partner. Um, and something really magical starts happening when you honor your own yes and you love yourself. First, all of a sudden, your relationships become energized instead of dreaming because you've honored that most important relationship, which is with yourself. So with that, we have lots more that we'll do with that. But with that, over the next two weeks, until we get together again, there are a couple of things that you can do to kind of set yourself up for this. So um, I'd like to share an exercise to help you kind of... Um, get into the right mindset for our work together. So in the next day or so, if you can, take a moment to um, kind of quiet yourself and breathe into your heart and in, in your own time, finish this sentence. I felt most loved when? You fill in that blank. And you can also ask a question like, what was happening when I felt most loved? Was I walking on a beach or um, am I walking on a beach? Am I enjoying a bubble bath? Uh, whatever it is. But over the next couple of weeks, start compiling a personal how I feel loved menu, all right? And continue to add to it um, anything that would feel like a dream date for you. Um, whatever would be a fantastic date in your mind, okay? Um, and what I really love, if you can do it, is try to schedule a weekly date with yourself where you can do anything on that menu. Um, and remember that this is a time to, to love yourself as you wish to be loved. Um, and by doing it, you're creating new neural pathways. So it's really something that you want to try to do as often as you can. You know, if you can get it once a week, in the next couple of weeks, it'll be, you know, awesome, an, an awesome experience for you to then give us feedback when we get together. And I, I'm going to be really curious to hear how it feels for you um, when you did it. And um, again, it's part of that back to what you were saying, Cass, about filling yourself up. But it also, again, is that foundation for uh, then, you know, loving yourself so that you can then have those better relationships because you are number one and you have to take care of you. So have fun with this. Enjoy it. When I'm hearing you talk about this, where my mind goes, and I don't know how many people read this. I know you're familiar. I hear love languages. That is what is flashing in my head, right? So for anybody who's struggling with the idea of what would be my dream date, how do I give love? How do I like to receive love? Mm -hmm. That's kind of something that they can start to think about with this, right? If they're having a hard time 
Right. And I've left it kind of, you know, open that way. You know, I felt love when, because it'll be interesting to see where people take this and, and, and what, what it is that um, they're looking for, or, you know, this, this will answer that question of, you know, where do I need to be nourished? Um, you know, it's yeah. funny. Cause when you said, you know, um, when did I feel loved? I didn't think specifically as you were talking, I'm like, oh, so like, you know, a, a, a verbal kindness or a gift or an act of service, things like that. But when you first said it, I was like, I bet people are going to be thinking back to when I was a child or, you know, when I worked at this job or when I was in this relationship, like a time period historically in their life too. Like it is a general, like baking cookies with grandma in the kitchen is when I felt loved. Well, that's it. And it, and it could be, all, it could also be, you know, I felt loved when it may, perhaps there was an ideal relationship at some point in your life. We've all had them that then change. They're different. We were, we've become different. How did you feel in that? And what were you doing? And how did, you know, take that time to, to look back on it and feel it again and, and imagine it um, because that that's mental rehearsing it's in, on a, that's a certain form of mental rehearsing. So, um, and again, enjoy it. So for anybody who hasn't been paying too much attention, uh, June has five Tuesdays. So when Coach Liz is coming back for this private workshop is the last Tuesday of the month, June 29th. And so to be fully clear, they're supposed to think about or journal or somehow kind of take note. Um, when did they feel loved or most loved? And are they already supposed to be working on daily reminders of loving themselves? Well, again, so it's, it's really take that time to think of um, what is it that you can do that reminds you of or that makes you feel loved? You know, perhaps you're going to think back to, you know, when I was walking on the beach, you know, years ago or whatever, or when I walk on the beach, that's when I feel, I feel myself, I feel loved, I feel and it's bring up those, those really good feelings, something that is, you feel good about makes you feel good. Um, I'm, I'm so excited for, cause I know our group is so dynamic. We're going to get so many answers. <laughs> so it's a date with yourself. That's what I'm asking you to do. Have a date with yourself and do it at least twice. And if it's too hard to do something major, even if you can just have a, a couple 30 minutes of something that you feel good about yourself. You feel loved. You're loving yourself. You're on a date with yourself. There you go. Grab a cup of coffee, go out to the front porch and have a few moments to yourself. Whatever, right. whatever that, you know, it's, you can do baby steps too. Nobody's asking anybody to take themselves out by themselves, sit in a restaurant for a lot right. of dinner. You don't have to go to the Caribbean for this. No, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Although I think if you can fit it, that in, God bless you. Have a blast. That Send is the postcard. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, Liz, thank you so much. So one thing I, you know, obviously this next time you're coming back, this is a workshop. It's super special. Um, and you know, it's for our club members, but for anybody who um is not a club member and, and isn't gonna have this experience how can they work with you? I know you have what you call it an intensive mindset transformation program. Right, right. So that, 
that's kind of the, the foundation of um, my coaching program. And it gets tweaked for length of time and, and different versions of it. But basically, we meet um, over 90 days, three months, one-on-one um, -on -one for um, a once a week session. And we start by determining your goals and we uncover what has kept you from them in the past. And we work together to create steps to help you kind of get back your energy, find your purpose, fulfillment, again, you know, and to reach those goals. So part of that that we've talked about before is that I provide a system, um, complete support through that time and accountability to help you do this. And I typically start this with a conversation um, really to determine if we're a good fit for each other and then to decide exactly what the program will look like. Because again, sometimes it's three months, sometimes it's six months. I also occasionally put together groups. So um, typically people would uh, email me to start that conversation. And so um, I can be reached at my email address, which is lizt.lifecoach at gmail.com. Thank you for sharing that because that was going to be my next question is since we discussed boundaries tonight, what's the appropriate way for people to reach out to you? So you prefer email. Yep, prefer email. And then again, once we are having that email conversation, then we kind of go from there and actually you know, set up a time to really um, speak together, um, however it works for you, Zoom or over the phone, and we kind of go from there. And then, um, as I said, if it looks like it's going to be a good fit, then we um, take off and, and do our work together. That's lovely. And you had mentioned a website too. How can they find you online? So online, it's www.liztlifecoach.com. Beautiful. And if you wouldn't mind sharing that in the chat later, yeah. um, and then if you could share in our private Facebook group that our club members have, because you're one of our club members, the awesome. homework. So everybody knows their homework for in two weeks. That would be fabulous. Thank you. <laughs> Grade it and get it back in. No. <laughs> no, there will be no red markers. Nobody worry. <laughs> no judgment. No, no, no grading. Um, thank you. I, this has just been phenomenal. Thank you for everybody who, who shared tonight. Um, for those of you who are joining us brand new for the first time, we do this every week. Uh, sometimes we are live to the public like we are tonight. And sometimes um, we just have events for club members. Our membership isn't open right now, but if you send me your email, um, you can email me info at CassandraStorm.com. You can also sign up and learn more about us through our website, MyFeminineHeart.com. And uh, we'd love to have you uh, clued in. So what we do every week, I send an email on Tuesdays because I try not to over spam. And I share our upcoming schedule, what's happening that night. Um, be putting in some, some homework from Liz in there. And that's what you get. So every Tuesday, if you're not getting the emails, check your junk spam folder and check your social promotions folder if you have Gmail and you might find us in there. Um, so thank you everybody. I, I loved the feedback. Uh, next week is a really exciting week. So we have our first ever book club discussion. So for all of our club members who again have signed the model release, so they appear on screen, uh, we are going to be hosting um, gals from our group who have read the book 
And if you haven't read it yet, you still have time to get it. And if you read it a long time ago, this has been updated. There is a new addition to Jennifer Finney Boylan's book, She's Not There, A Life in Two Genders. Um, this we voted, our club members are so involved in our programming. So I threw out a book club, I threw out some ideas for books. The gals added their own ideas and we voted as a club, what do we want um, our first book club choice to be? We're talking about this book next week. And then guess what? We're going to vote on the next one and we're going to do that in a few months. So we're going to do a, a different book every quarter and it's a, a club member led discussion. So ladies, I'm sending an email out tomorrow and I'm going to ask you, um, you know, what were your favorite parts of the book? What questions do you want me to ask? Because this is, this is your crew next week. We have our, our fabulous club members up on screen, which is ugh, always such a great time. So I want to thank everybody again so much for joining us this evening. Liz, it's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you for sharing your time and your wisdom and your expertise with us. Thank you very much. Anytime. It's been my pleasure. I've loved it. Thank you. Well, good night, everybody. We love you. Have a beautiful week. Um, if you're one of my yoga students, I'll see you Thursday for class. And if not, we will see you next Tuesday night for book club. <laughs> good night, everybody. We love you. Good night. Never miss a single podcast by signing up for our newsletter at myfeminineheart.com.